Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One engine. One caboose. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Eric, how's it going? I'm ill. I can, yeah, you, you sound a little rough. Yes, I'm so gruff and masculine. Well, or sick, actually. Both. I suppose. We are back after our little, our break. Eric went off and was a, the, the best man again. Mm-hmm. How's, how's Atlanta? Did not spend much time in Atlanta. None, how, actually. How was the outskirts of Atlanta? Uh, the, the mountains of Georgia are beautiful and full of very ugly people. <laughs> if you happen to be hearing my voice in uh, the mountains of Atlanta, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the mountains of Georgia, excuse me. Well, they're, they're close to Atlanta. It, yeah, it was an hour and a half drive. So, L- LJ. But we have some comics to talk about. That we do. Let's get to it. Get right to it. All right. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Hear that noise, Eric? I, I did hear it in my, in, my, in my brain box. Brain box. <laughs> so, so, you're so eloquent. Mm-hmm. I know I am. You're a, you're a poet? Mm-hmm. I'm a poet and I wasn't even aware. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know how you say it, but it's what, I, what I've always said. Our first book, uh, Weekly Floppies. Oh, wait. Oh, let me explain. Weekly Floppies is the part mm-hmm. of the show Eric and I will review the week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. You assume so much. I assume. I, I'm, you know, every po- you have to treat every podcast like it's someone's first. Just like comics. Just like comics. Hey, these are comics. These are comics. Our first book of the week is Art Off's number one. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. I'm going to cough into the microphone. <laughs> I'll be. I'll do my best to be as unfunny as possible. It's not you're, usually you're, not you're doing, a hard work. I'm going to say you're doing a good job so far for your whole life. Is there going to be? There, there, come on, credits page. Are you in this comic book? <laughs> there we go. Written by Sean Simon, art and cover Michael Allred, Laura Allred on colors, Todd Klein on letters. Uh, this is a odd book. It is indeed an incredibly strange um, concept, isn't it? Yes, that there are ways for things in art to come alive mm-hmm. out of the art, mm-hmm. and that there's a whole team of people who do that to protect the art from some nefarious forces that we're not really sure what they are. Uh, we see them, the first issue begins with them peeling the Mona Lisa out of her painting. Uh, um, I, I, I guess I like this comic? I, I enjoy it. It's weird, and... I like Mike Allred. Yeah, that's the guy I has think a, that's, yeah. yeah, the guy has a rainbow noodle arm. I yeah, I I like I really like the rainbow noodle arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm this is looking like Rainbow Noodle Arm and Mona Lisa are going to team up and do work for Secret Art Team. I guess. I guess. Um, 
I, I like the potential of this book, but I think more than I like this issue necessarily. Because mm-hmm. this issue is, is setting up a lot of stuff, and it's, you know, a kind of very much let's introduce this all this world and the potentials and all that stuff before we can get to the actual plot, which kind of happens near the end. Get the plot um, ticket. Yeah. yeah. But I'm um, by. I, I think it, it's only going to get better, honestly. And Mike Allred's art looks really good. Even though it doesn't necessarily... It doesn't feel like as Mike already to me in this one. I, I don't know. Mm, it's just... Yeah, I think I feel you on that. It's it's not... Even... even um, Gosh, even um, Silver Surfer didn't feel super already. Cause it's, it's, it feels so normal. This feels pretty normal, too, you know? Yeah. It just looks like a beautiful comic book. I mean, if if it didn't have those Mike Allred faces, you would never even know. Yeah, yeah. But and I, that's the thing. It's it, yes. but it's good. It's still very. Good. I know I enjoy this book a lot. Uh, I think I agree with your assessment. Even though I enjoyed this issue just sort of on its own merit, I think it is probably it has better promise than this. You know, I think a lot of people could be turned off to this. But I feel like the next couple issues are going to be even better. But I, I, I liked it. I, I want it to see. I want it to go crazier. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. Be crazy. Go, go. Like peel out a whole bunch of weird art things. Like have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of famous art be on this team. Like that. Be I. That's where I want it to go. I want him but, to fight nude descending a staircase. That be one of the villain art pieces. I well, Duchamp really was a villain. Okay, I will in, take in, your word in, for it. In real life. Uh, but I'm a buy. Art Ops, number one. Sure. Sure? So, sure. sure. Double buy. Art Ops, number one. Our uh, our next book is Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., number one. Um, of the, another all-new, all-different Marvel launch title. Um, it's a, speaking of weird. Y- yes, speaking of weird. It is a whole bunch of monsters uh, with Dum Dum Dugan's captured consciousness in robot form, uh, fighting threats. Not really specific threats in any way. Um, what do you think, Eric? This book. Um, oh, well, well, let me give me. I, I I speak too soon. Let me let me give the credits at least. Yes. Uh, writer Frank J. Barbary, uh, Brett Schoonover, art. Colors, Nick Filardi, letters, Joe Caramont. They're even right there at the beginning. They are. Please continue. This book walks the line of taking itself too seriously and being too stupid. It is dumber than hell. Mm -hmm. And I'll be reading through it, and it almost seems to me like it, it, it takes itself a little bit too seriously at some points. And then it goes back to just being full-on dumb. And I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that about it. It's, it's like it, I mean, it knows what it's trying to do. You know, I don't think in any way it's failing at being this. Um, hmm. It's tougher to articulate this than I thought. It's, it's very silly. It's very, it's very next wave, actually. That... I was going to say that myself. Yeah. yeah. That it, it is trying, I, I feel like it, it does not quite achieve what next, next wave achieves. No. Um, it is trying, trying to be that. And I think in its best ideal, idealized form, it, it needs to be sillier, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the thing to me. And I mean, I, the self-serious tone, if it's more self-serious, yes. then it, 
you know, kind of goes all the way around and is silly again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's trying to do. And it, I don't know, make it again. This has potential. I, I like Marvel monsters. I like all those. I mean, I, I, I think I've liked every comic book we've ever read that has these dumb creatures in them. The man thing mm-hmm. and man Fibian. What the hell is a man Fibian? Doesn't quite have the pop that, uh, that, uh, giant-sized man-thing has. It does not. I like robot Tum Dum Dugan. <laughs> so weird. It is weird. Is that, I, the, is that the monster from the Fantastic Four cover? The famous Fantastic Four cover? Orgo? Yeah. I believe I believe it is, yes. That's so strange. There, There's a lo- huge library of Marvel monsters out mm-hmm. there that they just are kind of, no one uses because they're kind of because they're Fin Fang Ar- Fumi. Yeah, they're archaic, and that's the thing. Like, fin, like that's you know, that, I think that's another easy next and next wave comparison is that you know, Fin Fang Foom shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think this needs to be a little less precious with these characters. Yeah, because that's I mean, next wave did not care about like being ha- showing these these characters, these forgotten characters, in the most ridiculous, embarrassing things. And I think this needs just to be a little bit more of that, a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is bad in any sense, though. I, I I think it has a lot of potential. Um, I'm I'll keep an eye. I think I'll I'm a buy on this one, mm-hmm. but I, my it is a little a, a leash. You know, I, I've given it a little leash. After a few issues, if it doesn't, I don't know, get more interesting, I guess, kind of round into something a little bit more polished or not even uh, less polished. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I probably would, would change my mind on this. But as a first issue, I would say it, it sets up the. The, the, this ridiculous premise fairly well. So, mm. where do you sit? I'm I'm a buy. I've got mush in it. Okay. I think uh, we'll go for a a flat two on it. Okay. All right. That's fair. So that is Howling Commanders of Shield uh, number <laughs> one. Even, that is that can't name. Even say it without laughing. That, it just is a weird. It's a weird two. There's nothing about this book that isn't weird. That's very true. The the monster that's on. The the Orgo the, mm-hmm. the, that was on the the Fantastic Four cover is their computer guy. Yes, that's I think that's one of my favorite parts actually. It is kind of interesting. Uh, but that is a double buy with a mush meter of one averages. That's how they work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our next book, uh, second Marvel book of the week, is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number one. The only their second number one of the year. They proudly proclaim. Yep. Uh, words by words by Ryan North, art Erica Henderson, uh, trading card art Joe Morris, colors Rico Renzi, lettering Clayton Cowles. Um, this is more Squirrel Girl. It that is a true statement. It, I mean, it's the same team as it was before. Uh, they've rounded out the you know, the cast is rounding out a little bit more. They're adding in a, a Nazi robot that is mm-hmm. uh wants to try and reform, which I think is amazing. Um, replacing vacuum tubes is very important, Eric. I don't know much about vacuum too, so I don't know what to tell you. But I like this comic. I still like this comic. Um, it's I like Squirrel Girl's mom. Um, I I I am gonna say that you feel the same. It would be stupid for me to criticize this this precious, wonderful comic in any way. I want to know how to switch the numbers and two variables without a third variable. I want to know that method. They don't <laughs> they don't address it. I'm angry. When I read this, I nearly tweeted uh, Eric or uh, Erica. Erica fails is her thing. It's uh, Erica Henderson. Oh, it is Erica Henderson. I'm retarded. For some reason, I was thinking it was. I was going to call her Doreen or something. I don't know. I don't know what to. T- I don't know how to how to how to people anymore. 
I was going to tweet her and ask her about computer science so she could just be like, what? Comic books. Comic books. But I, I do have, I, I, I do have a question for you because this is, for some reason, people are, I guess because they have to talk about something on the internet. You have to write enough articles for any given day. Uh, the thing, the fact that, you know, that Squirrel is now not a mutant, like they retcon that mm-hmm. in this comic. I don't care. Do you care? Why would I care? It's, it's probably for the same bullshit reasons that they're, you know, Quicksilver, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I yes, but I this is Squirrel is not never been an X Man. I don't, you know, it, I didn't care that she was a mutant. She has powers that are squirrel related. It's fine that she's not a mutant. People are really like, why are they doing this? Because of reason, publishing reasons, and they don't own. I don't. It's, it's, the comic is still great. Still, this comic's a good comic. Buy Squirrel number one, the unbeatable Squirrel number one, volume two. Mm-hmm. I wish Jughead was in this book. That'd be a good crossover. Mm-hmm. Or it would it would work really well. So, double buy! Unbeatable Squirrel, number one, volume two. Volume two, number one. The second, number one. Yes. Buy the first one, number yeah. one as well. Go buy it. Yeah. They, go get the trades of trade one. I forgot. I don't know if there's... I think there's two trades. Um, but go get those and get this one. It's a good comic. Uh, Next up, Eric. <sighs> um, Let me see if I can find <laughs> this. Where is it? What's it under? Oh my god. Justice League, colon, The Dark Side War, colon, Batman, number one. Batman's colon. There's two colons in his thing. Batman has two colons. That's He's like a weird Time Lord in his um, chair. Written by uh, Story and Words, Peter Tomasi, Fernando Passerin, Pencils, Matt Ryan, Inks, Gabe El Taib, Colors, Dave Sharp, Letters. Uh, there's been a Dark Side War going on in Justice League. We have not been reading it, because who cares? Uh... Uh, Dark Side's dead. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's what happened, as we are told in this comic. It's weird that it's called the Dark Side War and he's dead, but yeah, it's already over. This is mm-hmm. more fallout from that. Um, apparently, all members of the Justice League got different stuff. They got different presents. They got different presents. Uh, Batman got the knowing, the smart chair, the smart flower, the the smart rocket chair, basically. Mm-hmm. And now he is a god of knowledge, and he's using that. Basically, like, to minority report people before mm-hmm. they uh, commit crimes. Put them in Antarctica. Yeah, they'll be fine, I'm sure. Or or just put a dude in with, you know, in with the, the, on, the, on the lady. Mm-hmm. The la- on the lady island, that's what lady they call island. it, right? I can't. Themyscira? The Mystra? The Mystra. Is that how you say it? Uh, your guess is as good as mine there, buddy. I it am, sounds, you sound, I, it, you, I am, sound, you sound good. I like that. Yeah. We're going to go with your pronunciation. Well, that's just because, that's just because my voice is so sexy. It certainly doesn't hurt it. No, that's true. And, but also go back to see Joe Chill murder his Yeah, uh, I could have done without that entirely. Yeah, there's, I don't understand. What is this telling us? Oh. what is this doing for batman that like Mm -hmm. and for some reason this is is this happening before batman disappeared and jim gordon took over as batman or after continuity is a little (coughs) strange um when this is happening at the same exact time where jim jim gordon is batman in every other comic in dc except for this one Mm -hmm. i guess this is i guess this is before because justice league is starting out before all that stuff ostensibly uh but yeah it it was fine until the joe chill stuff and like i 
this arc, I can already, I already see it happening. Like we, we have read comics about stopping crime before the crime happens. We already, and it's Batman. Okay, yeah, we we get it. Bat. I already know. I like. There's. No, I don't see any kind of surprise in this. Like, what is the arc in this that is unique and interesting? Mm-hmm. Batman with ultimate power is not interesting to you. Well, it it. I was thinking about this literally on my drive home today. That it this so misses the point of what Batman is. You know, it would be like doing a a. a be like doing the zombie Muppets or something. It doesn't make sense. Batman is, at best, like a detective noir, hard-boiled genre. This is, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It doesn't make sense. This is a direction that that DC superhero comics have gone in that I, while this is in, this is in itself not a terrible comic, with the exception of the, that Joe Chill segment, which was just senseless. Yes. It does not make... I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do this. It's it's a weird thing to be like, what if Batman had this? So who cares? I, I, I mean... We, yeah, he's. We've seen this before about. Mm-hmm. I mean, this and the, the last the last page spoilers is about him hunting down, stopping the Joker from before he commits crimes. Yeah, that that has been done a million times. You know like, what I feel like would be the better story, and it also it already kind of parallels the Azrael story. Is someone else in Gotham getting this thing, and you see like Batman reacting to it. In one way or the other, I I think that's a much more interesting story than this. Yeah, that yes, I I I find no Batman is compelling to me because he is mm-hmm. a dude, mm-hmm. just a guy who is really smart and clever. Not him having to fight with this. Oh, I can't. I, I can get up any time, mm-hmm. but I don't. Okay, okay, yeah, we get it. Okay, thank you. But I I mean, it's it's fine comic, but it's not what I want out of a. Yeah, I don't I don't get point of this it's it's the wrong genre it doesn't make sense do not buy dark side war colon batman colon colon number one i I don't hate it quite enough to say do not buy i I, i'm going to say do not buy but i really don't hate it that much i would not recommend it to anyone yeah like i think it's okay with the exception of some of the dialogue being a little clunky and the 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 now we're beating the joe chill part to death but I don't know. It is a, it's a substantial part of the comic. It is. It is. There's a lot of it. I uh, I think it looks beautiful and it's it's competent, but I I think that's the correct statement to make is it is not a book I would recommend to anyone. So, yeah, there we are. So, Double Do Not Buy, Batman, Dark Side War, Justice League, number one. Some more of those words. Mm-hmm. Colon. Colon. Uh, our last book is Sinistro, number 16, written by Colin Bunn, pencils Brad Walker and Ethan Van Skyver, inks Drew Hennessy and Van Skyver, colors Jason Wright, letters Dave Sharp. Again, um, we checked in, we read maybe, was it the first issue of this? Once upon a time, I think it was. Mm, I or remember maybe, reading really, some story with Black it was, Adam in it. Was no, it was this? Sinistro. Sinistro no, no, it was not Black Adam. It was a Sinistro, one of the, the early Sinistro um, numbers, one or two or three, somewhere in there. Um... And we liked it, I think, uh, at the time. We haven't come back to it, um, probably because I think we'd have to read every issue to keep track of everything. But mm-hmm. this is kind of, uh, I, I kind of saw, you know, online that this is probably a good place to jump back in, see it, pick it up, see where it's going, see where it's been. 
uh, Sinistro has kind of assembled a team, his core, and now he is uh, hanging out with Black Adam, going to get some secret mummies. Secret mummies. Um, I like it. It it's very comic comic booky, but yeah. I like in the comic booky good. I like the good comic book kind of way. Sinestro is a surprisingly compelling character, isn't he? Yeah, he's interesting. Yeah, he was the only good thing about those. What was this Green Lantern story? The Sinestro Core War was it? Sinestro Core War is that what we read? Yes, I can't even recall. Yeah, he yeah, was that's... the only good thing about it. It was so bad. Yeah. It, he he he's a he's an interesting character, especially mm-hmm. now that he's it's not he's always been he was a Green Lantern and then he mm-hmm. they he was too too strict too much of a, a totalitarian kind of leader and now he's <coughs> he is not like this is a you would be this would be like an elevator pitch for this for Sinestro is like he's an antihero but mm-hmm. he's not very anti like he's not that kind of what you think of as the typical antihero kind of character in this yeah. And that I really like that. I and and Black Adam's an interesting character that DC has uh kind of kind of ru- I think he they kind of ruined him through overexposure a little bit, but um mm. for a while there. But he's uh I, I like this comic. I like where I, I'm interested in it, even though it is it's a very it's not like I don't know, I wouldn't call it smart, but it's not it's like comic booky, like yeah, and there's like there's big exclamations and it's mm-hmm. what the the word used garish. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, in it, that it's not subtle. Do you know what I like to compare things like this to? What? It's like if most of the comics that are sort of, you know, that are dumber than this, they're like modern day Michael Bay movies. This is like The the Rock by Michael Bay. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's enjoyable mm-hmm. popcorn. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't need to be smart, but it, it well, does it, those, it, it it's, does, it's just smart enough. It's got smart underpinnings. Yeah. It's it's something written by smart people for people that aren't really looking for smart. No, it's it's, it, it's, it's, it's well it's well written popcorn, I suppose you could say. Mm-hmm. And I I I I do enjoy it, and I'm even a little reluctant to say that. But I <laughs> I like it's hard for me to to let myself enjoy this, but I do. It's good. I was very pleased to read it. It makes me Not want to go back and read the ones that read the ones that we've missed. Check those out. See what has been happening in the meantime, because apparently this is the beginning of another big event, kind of, like big thing. But it's only going to be in this book. It requires no tie-ins, which I'm all for. Not having to buy five books to get one story, but I'm a buy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Double buy, Sinistro number sixteen. It's a good place to jump in if you if you haven't been following around this book. Uh, it I, I would I was able to understand what's going on i mean some of the side characters i don't we don't have the, the backstory on them but right. you don't need it necessarily you get good enough i get the context for them pretty pretty good did you say that this was the the first one with bun or how uh, how many has he done no he's done the entire series has he really yeah okay we've read we read one of them early on though it was like it was over a year ago um yeah you read anything else you want to talk about here mm, yeah i uh I read Saga. Oh, did you? I did. I haven't read mine yet. I read mine. Is it? It's good. I'm assuming. It is good. It's got lizard dicks in it. Oh, can't wait. Mm-hmm. Lizard dicks. Um, other things. <laughs> Probably shouldn't describe other things. Okay. But I, I'll read it. It's, it's it's good. Things happen. Well, it's a saga book. I'm assuming that the character I like the most will be chopped in half. And... 
okay, remember what you just said. Okay, I will. Remember what you just said. <laughs> Commit it to memory. Write it down. Okay. Well, it is on record now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I read just, a, just I, remember. Okay, I read a I read a comic book that I'd like to recommend to, for everyone. Happen for everyone. For everyone, everyone who do, likes comics. Do you do you say it like Gary Oldman in uh, the Professional? I, I, I do not. You, should, you so you don't recommend it that enthusiastically. Is that what enthusiasm is? Is that how you describe that? Drug fueled enthusiasm? No, not drug fueled. Just regular enthusiasm. Okay. Uh, Karnak number one. Uh, Warren Ellis written. He's gonna do another another one of his six issues running gun on a on a character. Uh, Karnak, for those unfamiliar with the character, is uh, the inhuman who can see the flaws in all things mm-hmm. and use them to you know do his. That's his power. That's his ability. Uh, he died and then he saw, he found the flaw in death and came back to life. Mm. Um, but it is very nice looking. It is very, it's definitely not mistake. It's hard. It is a Warren Ellis comic book. He is, he, if you read his, uh, newsletter, Orbital Operations, uh, he talked a bit about his research that he did for this comic, uh, about like nihilistic philosophies and stuff like that. Um, it's interesting. I really, I like it a lot. Uh, it's weird as hell, but it's good. <laughs> he cuts a bullet in half with air. What else are you going to do? I guess precisely, but Karnak number one is very good. Um, I I see the paybacks is in Comicsology. Yes, number two. I have not. Re- I bought it. Have not re- yet read it. But uh, there's I. They've been Comicsology sales have just been killing me lately. They've been a lot of, I, a lot I, of good I books. That there's some crazy shit here. You got a bunch of Hellboy, and uh, you you bought some Mister Tyler Crook as well. Mm-hmm. Hero County is now readable on Comicsology. Uh, mm-hmm. not on that awful Dark Horse app. So I I bought all of them for a dollar. It looks like uh, it looks like some deals have been going through because that's all do- every bit of that's Dark Horse stuff. Yeah, Dark Horse now is date and day, uh, same release, single issue. So on Wednesdays, all Dark Horse comics are on Comicsology. This is a, a good good thing. That is a very good thing because now we will read more of them. Yeah, fucking love Dark Horse and hate their app. Their app's not good. That's that's it. Sometimes it's okay to outsource that shit, guys. It's all right. Give a good experience to your people, your peeps, not your people. Excuse me. <laughs> Forgot who I was for a minute. Um. So with that, uh, flop time's over mm-hmm. for this week. Till next week, we'll do some more. Uh, and with that, it is time for checking in. Noises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me, Eric? <coughs> the common cold. That's oh, what, that's what I got for you. Come uh, here. No, thank you. I'll Get, pass. Let me, let me give you a hug. No, no, don't, no, no. Do not buy. <laughs> do not yeah, buy Jesus a Jesus Christ. Uh, well, Inktober's over, so I can live again. I live <laughs> again. You have, you have life. Yes. But I've still managed to do nothing. It's been rough. Went to Georgia. I saw you do things there. I did do things there, but that was part of why everything was busy. It was a lot of stuff to do. Good God! You want to check in with the Kansas City Royals? That did happen because we just printed about somewhere between twelve and fifteen thousand T-shirts, and we had to. They had to ship like by the middle of today, and. The game ended, the World Series ended at 
last night is when they finally called it. Oh, God. Baseball. It's baseball. So, so baseball. Uh, well, what, you want to talk about Preacher Trailer? You can talk about that now. I would, I would, I would like to, uh, why, why, why not? Okay. So, it, la- last night, Walking Dead, uh, episode, there was the, the Preacher Trailer premiered, which will also be on AMC. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. It's a, I don't know, <laughs> Cassidy, why isn't Cassidy wearing sunglasses? It, I mean, who cares? I don't know. I feel like I'm, that's. I'm not going to get so precious over the fact that they've clearly changed a lot of things about it. Yeah. And I am going to be okay with that. I'm okay with it making one statement and the comics making another. Right. I I just, I hope it's good and I hope I enjoy it. It looks interesting. I, I do have my misgivings and a, you know, a funny feeling in my stomach over it, you know, admittedly. I think uh, Dominic Cooper's Jesse looks good. I like... Yeah, he could be okay. I don't know. We'll see. It's all very much... It looks like the tone is roughly correct, but mm-hmm. it's such a... It's a comic that subverted a lot of things. Yeah. Like, that is not... That are not on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's... That's the thing that I'm not confident a television show can nail, um... Because that's kind of a reason why it stands out in my mind is because it's a, it is all about that macho yeah shit and it's, it's I, yeah yeah it's also got kind of that punk rock fuck you attitude mm-hmm. and how do you do that as a big budget production yeah it doesn't mesh terribly well and there's I mean it's yeah it's two minute trailer you're not gonna get a bunch I don't know you just, I didn't see any mention of hunting god you know that any like the big i i i don't are they ever going to get to that or is it like it's the first season is just going to be introducing jesse and like it's how do you tackle that in a, in a television show or do you do you just not you ignore that part of it it's just i don't know it's it's a it's a tricky thing it would i mean they could be telling other stories with similar characters in a similar world it's hard to say what's going to happen but i'm there's no well, mention of god or genesis or the saint of killers all the things you associate with preacher all the stuff that's introduced basically in issue one but it's for mass it's for a mass market so you know maybe you don't want to put all that in a trailer Mm -hmm. you want to slowly feed that out over a couple first the first few episodes i it will i will say this that uh after that trailer was released last night uh preacher is now a best-selling book in on amazon (laughs) (laughs) well i it 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 should have been so now people are uh people now they're like oh well i like the walking dead and that was a comic maybe i'll like preacher too Mm -hmm. so we'll see but i'm 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 uh i'll watch it I'm way more interested in that than the Walking Dead television show. Even if Preacher isn't very good, I'm still probably more interested in that television show than The Walking Dead mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, you want me to talk about another TV show? Here? I I I love hearing you talk about TV shows. Uh, I I've watched some Flash. Uh, first five or six episodes. It's on Net- The first season is on Netflix, but they're they're an hour long each. So I've not I've not. It's twenty two twenty three episode first season. An hour each, hmm. so a bunch, but it it's really good. I really, I mean, aside, I think my only complaint is the length. It's a little slow. Um, it 
I don't know. I feel like it could shortcut through some of the like the origin story stuff. Like I don't, I, I, I don't need to see any more origin stories for any superhero stuff for the most part. Um, but it, it's, it's the way it's set up. It reminds me most of X Files, honestly. Hmm. In like the X Files Monsters of the Week episodes. I don't know if you ever watch X Files extensively, Eric. Uh, no, no, not even the first episode. Yeah, well, you know, the X-Files is kind of split up into two things where it's either, like, grand conspiracy episodes where it's about, like, the government and, and, and they're going after Mulder and Scully because they're snooping. And then there's, like, oh, Mulder and Scully go fight one a monster this week and then after that it's over. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, basically. Mm. And the Flash works in kind of that way so far. Uh, it's, like, they introduce, a, a, a you know, someone, a, a, a meta-human who is, you know, and the Flash has to deal with it figure out what's their deal uh it's campy uh it you know it's it has a little bit of batman batman 66 in it just a tad not a bunch but a little bit um it's not afraid of being a superhero television show you know it's 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 not grim and gritty and that's probably why i like it a lot it's it's very much like hey flash is a hero and he wants to be a cool he wants to be a good guy he's trying to be do his best at that um but the writing's really the writing's solid uh effects are are pretty good for you know a, television show that has 20 plus episodes um i definitely recommend it if if you're not i was kind of tentative about it because i what i've seen of arrow was terrible and it's you know it's the same network but i flash i like way more so buy the flash okay it's good it's on netflix been playing a bunch of steam games still playing shooty skies love me some shooty skies you clearly do fallout 4 comes out in just over seven days i need to go ahead and pre-order my copy yeah i'm gonna be i have a special edition coming in the mail i'm also gonna preload it on steam so i can play it at midnight and then i'll give kim the code from the physical edition i i'm so excited so excited so ready to play <laughs> gosh it's gonna be good i'll be checking in with that for the following two months yeah we all will it's okay i like how it's already the best seller on steam doesn't of course come it out is. For, doesn't come out for a week <sighs> but that's all i got I'm not going to talk about all the myriad of Steam games I played. Save them, maybe, for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to talk about some some Aurora West? The fall of the House of West. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Good. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. This is a good sound. Yeah. I'm, I'm, literally, uh, I'm literally buying Fallout 4 right now. Uh, so, Nerdbo Book Club is the part show where Eric and I will uh, assign a longer collected work, and we'll read it and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, this week is uh, The Fall of the House of West, the uh, the second, the sequel to the prequel. The second volume of the, the Battling Boy prequel, which focuses on Aurora West and her dad, Haggard West, and their fight against the monsters, and Aurora's kind of search to what actually killed her mother. Kind of a detective story in that in that regard. Um, uh, let me, I, I, how do they do credits? It's written by J.T. Petty and Paul Pope, art by David Rubin. Uh, same, same kind of setup as the, uh, first Aurora West book, which is The Rise of Aurora West, which we also read for this podcast. Uh, about this time last year. Yeah. Um, this came out maybe two weeks ago. It's been out very, it has not been out that long. Uh, it's still really, really good long, uh, for a long and short. Uh, I still really like it. It, I, I feel like it's more action-oriented, though. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel that way? It feels a little a little bit emptier than the last book. 
Yeah, there's it's less dense mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's a lot more action fight scenes. And I don't know. It it it's still really good. I I I don't know. It it I want more. I get, I just want more. I mm-hmm. <laughs> no. It, it's it's that kind of world that you're pretty much hungry for it. Oh, what's the what's the governess's name? I know that's I I've, I've been ache, I'm like I'm trying to think about it like I want more of her. Yeah, she's she's, she's pretty so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, I like I want more about her. You know, losing her leg and I and I her her backstory and her history with the the Wests. Like you don't get mm-hmm. any of that. And I'm like, I, I want that. She's it, a really cool it, character. It really is impressive that these characters. And this world is is written in such a way that you're like you're just starving for it. It's amazing that it works at all because like all the I, I mean you know it's a world children getting stolen by monsters. I mean none of it's really all that revolutionary. Like Battling Boy is Thor's son basically. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why is this so compelling. Why is this so interesting? I, I, it feel it is it's like a full it's a fully realized world it it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't and it is a fine line and one that is very hard to to, to tread where don't want to leave people flapping in the wind and unsure of how this world works but then but not wasting time on unnecessary exposition mm-hmm. and this does it right there where it, you understand kind of how the world works and any ways you don't it just makes it more intriguing. Like, the mystery behind the monsters. Like, we still... We get a little bit more insight in about how the monsters come to be. Mm-hmm. But not really. Not completely. It's sort of there. Um, you, you get about... You get a, a little bit more than half of it, it seems like. Yeah, you get... Okay, they... You get kind of how they work, but you don't necessarily know their complete history of why they're in the city and why, you know, the history of Haggard West finding them. And and I think that the the... the I don't know. It, it this prequels are really hard too, mm-hmm. and this works really well as a prequel. Like it makes the best prequels make the their the original works. It adds depth to them. In that, I need to go back and read Battling Boy. I feel like because I want to look and see how that book works, knowing what I know now about Aurora West, about Haggard, about all of them, and how if that if that changes how i feel about it when i reread i'm i'm actually kind of worried that uh battling boy is not going to be as compelling a character himself yeah yes after after this story with haggard and and aurora west i mean good god yeah they they it's it is not afraid to uh be dark Mm -hmm. honestly which is battling boy never got the original battling boy these both these the prequels volume one and two are especially this one is pretty dark. You definitely you see a kind of a loss of innocence in Aurora, and it it I don't know. That's another thing I'm interested in in reading Battling Boy again. How does that tone that tonal shift? It will does it work? Because Battling Boy, at least in my memory of it, since the last time I read it, was much brighter and kind of optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, Battling Boy himself is a you know he's a kid and where it changes his T-shirts to give him powers. You know, he's Thor out in space, dad. You know, being just being like a, a Kirby god, new god kind of character. Right. And there wasn't, it never felt this dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it will hold up. 
in tonally and you know with battling i mean battling boy is never he's not alone in battling in battling boy in that there's you know roar west is in it and you see a lot of those characters the these same characters but he is it it shifts towards him i don't know that that remains to be i i think i'm gonna I'll, i think i'm gonna pull that off the shelf and read it again see how it it's, goes it's probably worthwhile yeah um the art is still gorgeous Old old Mr. Rubin, Ruban, Ruban, Ruben. I don't know. We still don't know how to say it. I asked, uh, I I asked someone who is a native Spanish speaker, and I don't remember what he told me. I just saw the accent, so I assume mm-hmm. Rubin. But it, you know, um, it's like he's looks... Canadian. <laughs> uh, it looks great. It it it's like I you know when we first picked up the the the, the first of these you know like oh Paul Pope didn't draw it but mm-hmm. I doesn't doesn't bother me it 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 works really well. I kind of feel I don't know it would certainly be very nice if Paul Pope drew it but I think he'll be drawing the second battling boy. No, I sincerely hope so. I just feel like it it kind of wouldn't be it wouldn't be as wacky and cartoony and I think that adds something to it. I, yeah. I enjoy it anyway. I I think we discussed this before, but what do you think? I I don't know. What do you think about the black and the the you know the 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 black the not no use of color? You know, it's just black and white. Well, I mean, I've read a lot of manga that's this exact same format that's in black and white. So, I, I mean, it's something that I'm accustomed to. I I think this book is too dark. Yeah, I agree with. You. And it makes it too hard to read. I feel like, and maybe that's a problem with the printing getting too dark, but the the fact that your copy is the same, I think it's just a little overworked and it could probably stand to, uh, you know, have some more highlights be defined a little bit more clearly. It's just too flat and dark. That would be, I don't have a lot of criticism for it, but that would be one thing. And it's not like it's bad. It's just, it feels too simple and just not artful enough. Well, and a lot of it is set at night. Yes, but you can suggest night and still show enough detail. Yeah. That's really the problem. I wish it was in a larger format. That would also be acceptable, and they'll probably release one, you know, when after a couple of years, maybe. Because I don't feel like it does the art justice. Like, I feel like like some of these pages are really powerful, and like the the page where the, the plasma gun goes off in the helicopter, and like the entire... You know, page is white, and I I feel like a lot. You know, the pages where there's her with Aurora hanging off the crane. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like they would deliver a bigger impact if it was a full size, even a full size comic, or you know, even oversized. Um, or her and the spider descending on her, which I that is another thing. Like it's so dark, it's hard to see the the it's like a lot of shadows. The monsters are very nightmare before Christmas. Yes, they are. I don't know why it never occurred to me before. They are they they are bordering they that border between like cartoony and terrifying, mm-hmm. where it's just like a little bit one. If you poke them in either direction, you could definitely like like that the that um what is the name of that character that Aurora ends up like the dude with a hat, um the monster with a hat, the one that oh, is the, the, little, the little, little little turd what, guy. Yeah. Whatever he Crow- is, Croward. It's like coward, but he's yeah, Croward. Yeah, he's Croward. That guy. Like, it, it. I think it works in that you feel he has enough. Like, he's not so monstrous that you can't feel sympathy for him, mm-hmm. even though you know he's a horrible monster. <laughs> How do you feel about Haggard in this? 
he feels I don't know. I, I don't distant. he's distant. Yeah. And I think that's by design. Yeah. Because this is this is even more I think we we said that about the the other book that it was a lot about Haggard and he's barely in this. He is being sort of the other force, you know. Right. Like I it's shifted firmly to um, Aurora's point of view. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we really, it's all about her. Mm-hmm. He is, right. He's he's the outside force. He's he's the someone to roll your eyes at and go, Dad. Yeah. And that, I, I don't know. I understand why they mm-hmm. do that. I just, I don't know. He becomes almost laughable at points. Like, mm-hmm. he becomes a solid, like, he's the dad. Yes. Like, you know, like, they make the joke, he's not a very good detective, is he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which I, for one, I kind of enjoyed it, but also I'm like, oh, I kind of, I liked having that respect for Haggard. Y- yes, he it makes him. This makes him look a little bit more inept. Yeah, it's it is. It's that little bit of, um, it's it's that uh, daytime television disrespect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, he's he, all of a sudden he's Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that too. Oh, God. That's our next podcast, Eric. That's just the, the the tool time podcast. Well, no, it'd be we would do one episode each of those ninety sitcoms, I think, and we just have a different theme every time. We start with home improvement. Sounds good. And then step by step. And Sylvester Stallone is gonna be a special guest. Sylvester Stallone. The Sylvester Stallone podcast. Oh right, that's right. Okay, that's a good podcast. I, I don't know that it is. <laughs> It's it, it's worth your time. It's so short. Who cares? Yeah, it's true. It's so weird. It's a weird thing. So weird. But yeah, he's. I don't. He becomes like as the perspective shifts to Aurora. It, it fully is like, oh, Dad, why don't you let me do anything cool? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I kind of liked it more when they had the Batman and Robin kind of thing and less more partners less you know doting father kind of thing and i understand that yes he, he it's showing that he is like he cares so much about her that it's often to his own detriment but the kind of how if he's been like single-handedly waging a war against monsters for years you'd think he'd be a little bit better at it at, at a certain point um and he's a little on he's a that thing where she's like hanging out with that kid and he's immediately like oh yeah i don't care if he, he yanks him out of the way of a train in the last mm-hmm. second that's a little a little intense that's a little yeah that's a little mean mm-hmm. i don't like he's this that is, this is yeah. like this is like showing your gun collection to your daughter's boyfriend yeah hey see my sh- this shotgun i keep it loaded mm-hmm. there's a train coming please help me you'll be fine yeah stop being a pussy son <laughs> Yeah, he 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 kind of turns into a little bit of a John Wayne kind of yeah figure, a little bit of the the Duke hanging out there. I don't know. It, I, I don't, do you think that's consistent though with the Haggard we've seen? It's interesting. It's not like wildly inconsistent. I don't no, know. No, it's not. It, it it's... just it it bothered me a little, just a little. And I mean, I, I understand the shit because they do have to kind of explain how Haggard gets caught in a trap in Battling Boy. Mm-hmm. Like, and we, in this kind of lead, it, it completes that arc where we see him, he's so pos- so possessive of, of Aurora, be- so protective of her because he's worried about losing her, like he lost their, her, his wife, her mother, you know. And maybe it, this is the kind of thing where it's showing him he's 
losing a little bit of his game. Yeah. A little bit there. Because you never, you don't really think about the fact that, you know, the Haggard West is the hero of the city, and yet in Battling Boy, like, one of the first things that happens is he gets killed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess when I read it the first time, I never really questioned that. I'm like, well, if he's so good, why does he die? Why does he get, but, you know, it's become this kind of this, you kind of see the mach- the machinations of what ends up killing him. And in that regard, I guess it, it makes sense to me. It's, I think it's the, the minor details that kind of irk me a little bit. In the fact that he becomes Tim Allen <laughs> a little. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, because I, I guess I think Haggard is kind of a cool guy. Yeah. And I don't want him to think of him as the uncool dad guy. But, he, I mean, he is the dad. And she is a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. I do like that they just call her Roar. R-R-O-A-R. Yes. Roar. Roar. And they don't they don't say R O R, it's R O A R. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. I like that. That's good. Although I don't like you said, like going back to Babylon Boy, I'm not I'm like, I don't can more Aurora, please? Oh, I, I imagine it will be the Aurora and Battling Boy show. Yeah. And I I doubt they'll ignore her. I still don't what is the governess's name? <laughs> greatly. Mrs. Greatly. Miss that's a good name. Mm-hmm. It's a great name. It is. Though I feel like there should be a third book that's about the monsters. A third series. Although I don't know how you write. They're, they're kind of unrepentant, awful things. Mm-hmm. You, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're good antagonists in a certain sense. You know, that they're just so different from human. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they are still, sh- I don't, I think, I just want more. Like, like it's back. I want more. Give yeah. me, give me everything. I need well, I like, complete I like, knowledge. I want to kind of dig down onto what you were saying, though, because I, I really like where you were going with that, where whether where it was making me think of, anyway, about how the monsters, like, they are, and maybe we already talked about this in the, in, in, in the, last, the last book. It's possible. But that's something that's very interesting about them, and that they are as evil and monstery as they could be, but it's not like, I see, yeah. You know, they're not, they're not snidely whiplash, you no, know. It's... They, they do these things because it's their nature. Yeah. Like, they're just like wild animals, you know. They need to survive. Yeah, they're like, they're like lions and tigers, you know. They're hunting zebra. It's, it, it, it is what they, they have to do. I'm really curious about, uh, you know, Mr. Shadow Evil Guy. Yeah, I I hope we, I, I imagine that they will eventually get to a showdown of some sort. Whenever or however Battling Boy ends, I hope it doesn't. I don't want it to end. It's so good. <laughs> I want more. I just, you know, constant stories from this place. Um, But yeah, that they're, they're like the alien and alien. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I mean, they talk and speak English, but... They're not, you never, they never, you never go like, oh, why are they doing that? What's their motivation? Uh, they're monsters? Their motivation is to eat you? That's all they know? That's all they are? I guess, I don't know how much of that is shortcutted, just the fact that they're monsters, and they, we see them kidnap children, and they, you know, they feed, they bargain with spiders, giant monster spiders with flies and stuff like that. And you, we get, we get a peek of their, like, their subculture and mm-hmm. stuff in the other books. You don't really see as much of this, see as much of that in this book, but you do see the creation of a monster, mm-hmm. although it's still purposefully vague, because I, I think any more detail in that would kind of ruin it to a certain extent. Um, right. 
the mythology. You can't explore that mythology too much. Magic has to exist in there somewhere. Can't have the science of making monsters, I guess. But I guess that still that still speaks to the 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 kind of the depth and nuance in this world, and the fact that the I don't know the ingredients of this aren't that complicated. Like you know, there's uh, Haggard West, who is like a rocketeer Batman, super scientist Batman, fighting monsters, and his daughter. And then Battle and Boy eventually shows up, um, also fight monsters. Mm-hmm. But it, with such simple ingredients, it it's kind of impressive that it there's just so it's so I mean good character good characterization. It's I guess it's in good world building. That's all it is in, in solid writing and beautiful art. And I mean somehow it's incredibly compelling. Yeah, it it's not there's it's not there's not like a the premise itself isn't complicated. The premise itself is like, okay, there's this city, and there's monsters in it, and there's a dude and his daughter fighting them. And, and yet... He, di- he dies on page six. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. There you go. It, it, it speaks to the, the, the... I don't know. The writing itself is really strong, too. Like, it... I don't... I don't want to... I, I, like, I like that there's more depth of, depth in general in both the first of the prequel volumes and in Battling Boy proper, but... I don't want to discredit this book because it's more actiony. Like I still think it's really good in that, even with that. Do you, do you think the pacing is is all right? Like, cause that is the that's the problem with a lot of you know books with a lot of action. Like mm-hmm. dialogue slows people down, so you kind of in, read a page slower, you get more out of it in a certain in 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 a certain way. Right. Do you think that I I don't know I don't I never thought about it, but it did read very quickly. Mm-hmm. It reads incredibly quickly. It almost doesn't feel like a whole book. Even it's just as it's the other. The first one is the same size. Yeah, like I, I, it, I went and looked. Like I was like, is that is this less? I'm like, no, it's the same, roughly the same amount of pages. Um, but I think it is because there's just more action in this, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, I guess that first book never did. In at least in my memory, it never had a proper climax. Like it never had a proper like boom. Kind of, it always had, it just had a lot of world building, a lot of, it had action and interesting stuff, but it never had like revelations like this book has. Like this book, there's a, a, at least two moments I think of when I go like, okay, that's, a, those are things. Like that's big for Aurora's character. Like the, the, the fact that she is one, only one of only two people caring what really happened to her mother and that, you know, the loss of her innocence and that, you know, so that her father wouldn't f- ever find out. Like, those are big, like, big dramatic beats that I don't feel like that first book had. So I, 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 that's, I, do you, do you like this book as much as the first, the, the first of the Aurora Rest books? That's, uh, that's an excellent question. I think I would have to really read them both in the same day to give you a better answer. Yeah, because I'm just sort of high off of this one, so I I kind of want to say, oh, it's it's a it's a good book, and I really like it. But I would I would have to read through both of them, which I did not do. Yeah, I'm not I've not been able to sneak it in. I I didn't read either. Um, and I mean, in a certain way, they are the they're just chapters one and two of the same story. I mean, it's comparing them is not necess not uh, you know completely necessary because you can just pick buy them both and read them and see them as a part one and part two. I think that, like, this has the bare dramatic beats and goes places that the first one does not. The first one has a lot more world building in it and a lot more characterization. Like, there's a lot more, like, 
dialogue. There's a lot more learning about these characters that you, after reading Battling Boy, you're like, oh, I need to know more about these guys. They're so cool. And that, that book gave you that. And this book is I, just less glamorous because you already know them. And it just gives you a little bit of, um, a little bit of that, but more subs, I mean, more action and more plot, I think is the word. Um, but, I just like I just thought of this, and that I think that this book is it it succeeds like I, as a prequel and and as a sequel to that first volume, and, and really well is that it answers most of the questions that first book raised, mm-hmm. which is good. Like that's a a good thing. Like it's not lost. It does not like that first book. You know, it raised a lot of questions, and then they answer them. They ask. You know, we learn about Aurora's little, the the monstrous friend. You know what exactly happened with that we learn about what happened to her mother we learn about what happened with her relationship with haggard like we get all that stuff in concrete none of that is left up in the air uh and and i think because of that it, it succeeds in i don't know i'm very curious i should write battling boy again because i'm i'm very curious how i i'll feel about that now after getting so much characterization of of the west's Although, let's have a prequel to this where we see, like, Haggard and his wife and uh, Miss Greatly going off doing stuff. Just keep prequeling everything. Yeah, just keep going back. And turns out Haggard's father was also a super scientist monster fighter and uh, archaeologist. And he also fought monsters. I think we, I, I, believe, I think we even mentioned this when we read Battling Boy. Like, he should definitely do what Min- Mike Mignola did and do the, you know, the Mignola-verse. Mm-hmm. So should make the, the Pope verse, Battling Boy verse. I'd love, I'd love to see more stories in this universe. I feel like there's just so much more they could do. It is surprisingly an endless well, and it doesn't. It never goes back. Like, and that's the thing. Like, this actually doesn't necessarily do a lot of the stuff that Battling Boy does. At least because Battling Boy is a lot about that that weird intersection of Kirby and Mobius. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't necessarily do that. It is much more nitty gritty. It is not as like grand, you know. So maybe it's I don't know. Well, I, I I'm gosh, <laughs> Eric, this is still good comic. Amazing somehow. Still, yeah, the thing we liked before it's still good. We have we are unchanged by all the radiation. Keep your rads down. Support. Yep. Yep. Take your rad away. You don't want to be a super mutant. Nope. They're changing how that works in this game. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm still gonna play it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in this for regarding Aurora West? I would, but I'm really tired. <laughs> well, you've been you work hard. Eh, I always feel like I'd never work hard enough, mm. and I I put in a lot of time already. <laughs> I'm really beat. So I think I think that was good. I think we, this is a good book, guys. I mean, if you should read this. Go read this comic. If you haven't, if you're not buying it, get it. Get all the battling books. They're great. They're in bookstores. Like that's the thing. It's a, it's a it's first, second books. They those guys. They got good talent scouts or whatever. They they grab a lot of good good artists, writers, put out good work. Um, next week we are beginning uh we three week look into Punisher Max. Garth Ennis and company. Steve Dillon's in there, but the various artists. Um, we'll be doing the first three trades issues, one through eighteen, next week. I, I I consider Punisher Max my favorite Garth Ennis comic. Eric, you've never read it, correct? Nope. I am so excited to see what you think about it. 
you probably will hate it because that would be the thing I least expect. Uh, no, I think me and Barracuda are going to become roommates. Oh my god! There's we get there's I don't know if I don't know if we get any Barracuda in the first three, but there's there's a lot of Barracuda in here. Uh, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Through and through. Uh, but first three trades, if she's one through 18, punish her max. Uh, probably easiest way to get them legally is comicsology because the, all the stuff, the prints are out of print. All the trades and collections and go for a boatload of money. They're starting to re- reprint them next year. Um, but comicsology is probably the best way to go unless you go some, you know, illegal means. Some nefarious route. Which I'm not going to advocate. You get, do what you got to do. Uh, just, Buy the things you, if you pirate something, buy it when you can't. That is my general, my general advice for those, you know, these people need, they, you know, the industry needs your money to survive. Artists already get paid little as is. Yeah, I told Don Rosa I pirated uh, uh, Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, and he's like, eh. <laughs> well, they finally, with the, the those giant hardcovers, they're finally, you know, doing them justice, releasing them, but for years, that's... How are you, how else are you going to get it? Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, but I think that will do it for this week. Um, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find all of our stuff there. Links to Facebook, to or Twitter. Facebook is facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Like us there. You can follow us on Twitter at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, please reach out to us if you have anything you'd like to say. Uh, suggestions, criticisms, comments. We'd like to hear from you guys. If you want us to read something in particular, either either a new uh, new release or for book club, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me online at Twitter at MixmasterSherial. It's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E. E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. And you can see the other things I get up to uh, by going to ericzgoodnight.com. And that includes my Instagram, which is easygoodnight. And I am on Twitter at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. So with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. (laughs) 